When the guys asked me what my perfect night would be, I told them the truth. Beer and board games. They thought I was kidding. I was not kidding. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Personal Arrogance episode number 137, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I'm your host, Eric Walquist, and joining me this week, as he does every week, is the other host of the show. His name is... Uh, Jesse the Sleepy Guy Wilson. Jesse, thanks for thanks for joining us this week. I thought I'd switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Went to the movie theater this week, and so I wanted to use my movie theater voice. In a world gone wrong, <laughs> two podcasters have what it takes Bong. to talk to each other Bong. and record it. Sorry. Bong. So, Jesse, how was your week? Oh, man, I've been working the morning shift all week. Oh, man. So how, what time do you have to wake up? I've been getting up at 4.45. Excellent. I'm working by 6. And if anyone thinks that I sound like I'm exhausted or something, it's because I definitely am. Way to go. Way to go. Way to go, listener. You're hearing exhaustion. If, yeah. I, actually, tomorrow's the first day I don't have to wake up in the morning shift. But if we had recorded yesterday, I would definitely need to be in bed by now. <laughs> Bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. I, we're going to wake up nice and early on Saturday because we're flying to Palm Springs for our honeymoon. We? Yeah. You and me? Yeah, you and me. <laughs> we eloped. Yay. State of Washington, baby. Dude, I bought my ring online. <laughs> my wedding ring. Excellent. Since we're talking about wedding stuff yeah, now. I've had mine for a while. I know you have. But I think that mine, shows my commitment. I'm really excited about it. What? What? Where'd you buy it from? I bought it off Etsy. That's where I got mine. Uh-huh. And, uh... <laughs> I didn't know what ring size I was, so I had to go into town mm -hmm. and go to a random jewelry store, to a jewelry store and be like, "Can I, uh, can I use your ring sizer thingy?" Yep. And I did, and then I didn't buy anything. I was like, "Thanks, no, bye." That's what I did too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's good. I got a Damascus stainless steel ring that I'm super excited about. Stainless steel. Uh huh. I went with steel. It's my favorite metal. Yep. Andrew Carnegie, yeah. the DeLorean, solid. <laughs> exactly. Have you seen one of those knives that have like all the like kind of wavy patterns? Uh, no. Anyway, that's what Damascus steel looks like. It's cool. I'm oh. very stoked. Well, mine's made out of titanium. Yeah. See, you know, there's a lot of cool metals to choose from, mm -hmm. and uh, I like the Damascus stainless steel. Mm -hmm. My ring's running me about two twenty two twenty nine before oh, tax. Wow. And then it, why, what? Well, you went hardcore. My ring cost me $45. That's the thing. Like if I, if I got with non-Damascus stainless steel, if I just uh -huh. got with regular stainless steel, it would have been $7. $7? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but then it's like, how much are you supposed to spend on your ring? Like, I don't like, well, how, what, what does a $7 ring, what, like, what kind of worth is that? Well, it's just it, like, this is a titanium ring. It's never going to 
it's never going to degrade. Like titanium right. is an incredible metal. It's also really light, so I don't have to worry about it weighing down my hand. Like it doesn't yeah. feel that weird. <laughs> but uh, you go to like open the door, yeah. like the door handle, and you miss <laughs> exactly you're too low. It's just too heavy. But like what we did is like you know we had a budget for our rings, and so Lydia didn't mind me getting a forty dollars ring because then I just put the rest of the budget into her ring. Uh, well, if you don't mind me asking. Mm-hmm. How much was that? I'm not going to disclose that. Ah, Tasha's ring is pretty expensive. Man. More than $45. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's an expensive, it's an expensive trade. I, you know, yeah, I know. Um, I decided, I, I decided it was okay to go kind of big on mine. Cause I, you know, I need to incentivize myself not to lose it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, I, I know Levi lost his wedding ring, but, yeah. but that's the thing too. It's like $45. Like, I don't know if this will be the wedding ring that I have for the rest of my life. Like, what if my hands get fat? <laughs> you know, titanium doesn't stretch. You can't resize titanium. Mm. But like, it gives me the option if I see a ring that I really want, which I can't ever imagine that I would be like, <laughs> oh, but that ring, <laughs> you know, it's what it, what it, what it needs to be is that this, it's on my finger. Right, exactly. Right. So how is how has the ring wearing been to you? Because I've never yeah, like I've never, never worn, worn any jewelry in my life. Ever. I've worn a I wore a watch for a while, but yeah. I wore oh we talked about this. I did wear the Puka Shell necklaces in ninth grade. <laughs> right. So it's the Puka Shells and the wedding ring. Right. But, which are you enjoying more? But uh, it's it was a little weird when I got it, but now like when I work out I do the rowing machine. And I have to take it off when I do the rowing machine or else I'll get a giant blister on my hand. Oh, that sucks. Um, but now after I do the rowing machine, like I start feeling on my hand for it. So now I'm like used to having it on my hand. Now it feels weird if it's not there. Okay. How long yeah. did that take? Well, it's been what? Four months? Three, three and a half months? Four months? So it took that long. Yeah. Cool. I'm very excited. I actually, I, I'm really stoked to be wearing it. it yeah. It seems cool. like it feels right and it tells the ladies back off <laughs> back up guys this- that was one thing when i was looking at <laughs> rings on etsy they're like silver rings that set like engraved said taken oh it's like oh that is no that that's is just bad that's taste. his swag for the for the movie <laughs> those are li- everyone at pax prime yeah 2009 yeah. got those <laughs> that was big news Comic-Con 2010, everyone got taken rigs. I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, what I like to do, because I'm, you know, I'm a big guy. I wear a black jacket, and I ride the bus every day. And for a while, I was like, nobody wants <laughs> to sit next to me. Up, yeah. I'm not, it's not a trench coat. It's just a regular <laughs> coat, but it's black. Uh, like, I can understand that I might be intimidating to somebody because I of my size. But... Uh-huh. If somebody sits down next to me on the bus, I just put my hands in a way that they could see that I'm married. So I'm obviously – I found at least one person who can hang out with me. Doesn't think I'm ridiculous. <laughs> and also it, it says, you know what? I'm non-threatening. Mm-hmm. I got no one to impress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah. Just like throwing it out there like whatever. <laughs> I can do what I want. I, I think that you need to engrave on your ring, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jesse, we, can, we need to get into the show. Who's this show dedicated to? Um, My dedication this week is to the uh, um, mythological 
man, uh-huh. Mr. Sandman, the Sandman, oh, yeah, the guy who puts you to sleep, because I feel like I'm robbing him mm-hmm. to uh, pay personal arrogance. <laughs> Rob, robbing Sandman Peter to pay personal arrogance, Paul. Yeah. I got, oh, I got the analogy. Right okay. Yeah, you should. Uh, are your hands full of sand right now? Uh, well, one hand is full of beer. Good. So, well, what yes. is what is that beer? What are you drinking this week? Dude, I'm drinking this crazy beer from Hub. Oh, yeah, from uh, Portland. Yeah, out of Portland. It's the Secession Cascadian Dark Ale. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to try that. It's cool. I mean, like, Hub does these, like, screen-printed bottles. Really cool. And it's it's got a map of, like, Oregon, Washington, and uh, British Columbia Mm -hmm. together as one political unit. Yeah. And uh, it's neat. The beer itself is, like, super hoppy. So, like, if you don't enjoy drinking hop matter, you're not really going to enjoy this. Well, the thing that's kind of weird about that is that if it's a secession ale, it should be a session ale, right? Right. I mean, you can make a super hoppy session ale. What's the ABV? 6.5. Definitely not what definitely I would call session ale session. territory. No. <laughs> well. Well, will they try it? And I like, you know, I like the Cascadia Alliance. I think that that's a great thing. So, uh-huh. um, I do think that their map's a little off because for me, Cascadia ends at the Cascade Mountains, and then it also goes into Northern California. Well, I think it it goes into Alaskan Panhandle also. Oh, well, Southwest Alaska action, right? Well, we could debate the merits of that, but uh, but I need to tell you what I'm drinking. Um. This week, I ran out of beer, I raided the liquor cabinet, and I found a Barnard Griffin Syrah Port from 2009. Wow. So I'm drinking an aged port. Mm. My favorite thing about it is that it makes a cool sound when you open the bottle. Yeah, I heard that. It makes you sound like a pirate or something. <laughs> right? Assassin's Creed 3, people. It's coming out. <laughs> Four. But whatever it is. Viral marketing. Um <laughs> We have been paid $82,000. <laughs> For that sound effect. Yeah. That sound effect will be in the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Every time you press B. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we got some great voicemails this week. Last week we put a challenge out to our lady listeners to, to make one of them the first lady listener to ever call in to the Personal Arrogance Podcast. Um and uh, we not only got one phone call, we got two phone calls. Um, but this is the very first, ladies and gentlemen, the very first a woman caller from the Personal Arrogance Podcast, and here it is. Hey, guys. I'm just listening to your podcast. This is Priscilla from New Jersey. I was actually curious to know where would New Jersey go into this high school thing. Also, I just hear someone is engaged. Congratulations. Um I hope all is well. I really do enjoy your show. I listen to it constantly. I'm trying to go back into the archives. And this is actually one of the podcasts I can listen to while my students are in the classroom during my prep times and they're in trouble. So (laughs) stay classy, stay arrogant. Bye, guys. Bye, Priscilla. Thank you so much for for being the Susan B. Anthony of the Personal Arrogance Podcast. Get off my back. Get off my back, by the way. And also, I hope you're listening with headphones. 
Yeah, that's that's interesting. We are not suitable for public school consumption. Uh, kindergartners <laughs> listening. Kindergartners going home. Get off my back. Get off my back, mom. <laughs> Um, Elmo. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, so Priscilla's from New Jersey. This is our first New Jersey call. Mm-hmm. So uh, another pioneer. Um, but uh, but last week we talked about where the fifty states. If the fifty states were high schoolers, what would their demeanor be in that high school hierarchy? That that social soup that is uh, high school. I don't think we talked about New Jersey, but uh, I mean, all, all that comes to mind is like GTL, man. I was thinking maybe something in the dropout range. Oh god, this is like the guy who like drops out, but then like drives like a Camaro. Like he's for some reason he has access to money. Mm. He's but he but he also dropped out, and he's like, uh-huh. and he dropped out because he got too old to be in the school. <laughs> <laughs> like stock shelves at the Safeway, right? But he's but he's got a Camaro. Well, uh, thank you, Priscilla. Mm-hmm. By yeah. the way, thank you, Priscilla. Very, very nice. Oh yeah, congratulations! By the way, uh-huh. uh Let's just say the bachelor party planning is on. Oh, is it? I was wondering it, if it, it was going to happen. It's going to happen, and uh, it's uh, it's on, buddy. What's what's going? What's the plan? Oh come on! Don't even <laughs> try that. All right, we got one more phone call, uh, and here it is. Eric and Jesse, this is Angela from Lubbock, Texas. It is currently 3.48. I'm calling from Austin, Texas, from South by Southwest. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, Let the record show, I was the one who wanted to go to Denver for the personal arrogance uh, Blue Yonder meetup. Um, It was them, my brothers, who called off the meetup. They couldn't go. Um, Eric? I'm a Texas Rangers fan, and I am ready for our games against the Mariners. Felix Hernandez can suck it. Um, also, I've been drinking lots of whiskey tonight. Also, <laughs> lots of China and Lone Star all weekend. Um, what are your thoughts on those beers? I don't know. They're local to Texas. Don't know if you know them. Uh, one more thing. I am a newbie to the tabletop games. Uh, the few that I love. I love Pandemic. I love Seven Wonders, Bang, and Guillotine. Guillotine being my favorite. But when I play game, I want when I play game, Bang, Bang, when I play Bang, I want y'all to know that I do change all the characters to female names. Don't like it being sexist. Um, I love y'all. I listen to your back catalog, and I wish there were more. Um, get off my back. And y'all guys stay arrogant. Okay, good night. From Austin, Texas. Bye bye. Get off my back, Angela. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Good. Get off my back. Thank you. Hey, bye. Uh, So, so many things. Guillotine is a great game. Guillotine is a great game. That's a game, and it costs like twelve dollars or something. Yeah, it's super cheap. It's a game you can teach to anyone. Um, <laughs> I think it's like the type of game. It reminds me of a game that you would play in school, but it's kind of very morbid. <laughs> you're lining up people to get their heads chopped off, and you're trying to well, get like the you best know, it's people. Historical. That's it's true. the French Revolution. It is, and it's got real people. It's got Robespierre in it, and and uh, Marie Antoinette, and uh, the Heretic, which is my favorite card. Um, the hair tick is one of my favorites oh, too because his po- mouth pi- is blue. <laughs> I totally, he's got a blue tongue. 
It uh, looks like he's been eating like some uh, yeah. uh, arrowhead candy. Yeah, blue raspberry blow pop. <laughs> he's been eating the Dritas Loco. <laughs> cool Ranch. Cool Ranch. Uh, yeah, but Piss Boy's got actually got to be the best one. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about him. Uh, so, Angela, so many things. So, yes, guillotine is great. Second, uh, we wish you would have come up for the for the buy packs. We are trying to explore where the next buy packs will be. So, we've fielded a lot of different areas. We've talked about Las Vegas. We've talked mm-hmm. about San Francisco. We've talked mm-hmm. about Chicago. Uh, I, I think we talked about St. Louis. But mm. maybe, maybe Austin? Should oh, I thought you were going to go with Sitka, Alaska. Yeah. Well, you Austin know. would be cool. I would love to go to Austin. And there's been some uh, bars off of Bar Rescue uh-huh. featured out of oh, the Austin area that I'd like to excellent. check out. Perfect. See how they're doing. Yeah. Um, Pretend I'm John Tapper. <laughs> other things. Uh, other things. So uh, Lone Star and Shinerbach, both Texas beers. Um, yeah. You know, they're well, good for Texas beers. Whoa, whoa. I think you're just mad that she uh, dissed on your boy. Uh, let's just say if you're going to pick on the Mariners, there's plenty of people to pick on. You don't need to pick on Felix Hernandez. <laughs> About Justin Smoke. Yeah, pick on Justin Smoke. He came from Texas, all right? he's. We could really blame him on you, nice. Angela. Uh, but thank you so much for calling in. Uh, we, you know, we, love to, uh, we love to hear from all of our listeners, but uh, it's great because we're two guys and we're a little irreverent. Uh, but we we're glad that there are some ladies out there who can understand our humor and, Is that uh, and why like to listen to we us. We get so many listeners from Texas. I don't know. Texas we don't is like, give a fuck. It's quickly becoming the most arrogant state in the in the, in the <laughs> lower forty eight. Yeah, yeah, it may have held that title before <laughs> we even started podcasting. Most arrogant state in the lower forty eight. All right. Well, we got some more phone calls. Backs. We actually get a ton of phone calls this week, but we're gonna scatter those throughout the show. Um, I do want to get to one more little piece of feedback. This comes from Derek Romain. Um, both uh, Angela and Priscilla said that they've been listening through a back catalog. I don't know if they made it all the way through to episode one, but Derek Romain has. He's officially listened to every podcast, um, and uh, and we wanted to recognize him because if you listen to every episode of the Personal Arrogance podcast, you are officially in the Personal Arrogance Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. which is very uh, – it's a prestigious place. And he even has his favorite uh, moment, which was episode 83, where we played Unidentified Sounds from the Deep that was creepy and awesome, and the TV show theme song debate was great. I don't know why Jesse hates karaoke so much. You guys did the Growing Pain song very well. Those are two of my favorite segments, too. And that, like, takes me back to when you used to live in Seattle. Yeah, back in ye olde days. Did you know that they basically found out what all those uh, songs were? Yeah, yeah. It's just like ice icebergs. Cream. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah, that's exciting what, stuff. That's what monsters. they want you to say. Icebergs and monsters. Yeah. So we got some more feedback, but we want to get to the show. So, Jesse, you got your die? Uh, sure do, Eric. All right. We're going to do a little tiny mat roll off. We're going to roll a 20 sided die, see who gets to speak first on the cast. Here we go. Roll seven. 19, baby. Ooh, critical threat. All right. Should I roll it one more time? No. I want to prove it. I rolled a 19 again! Debatable. I did! Uh-huh. If I could only roll this well when we're playing D&D on Sunday. Are we playing D&D on Sunday? No, we were playing D&D on Sunday. Oh, okay. 
Bum, 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 bum. Now, I'm going to be gotcha. on my honeymoon. I don't think I'm going to be playing D&D. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm going to get right into my first topic this week. And I know I said we got some more phone calls. This is actually a listener-fueled segment. Uh, and so let me see if I can find it here. And here it is. Hey, guys. This is Heath from St. Louis. Yeah, I know you aren't the biggest St. Louis fans being in your division and all the Rams, but that's okay because the Rams, yeah, we've sucked for several years. We're getting better, but we still, for the most part, suck, so uh, no hard feelings there. I will make a deal with you, though. I will root for your Sonics when you get the Sonics back here soon because I think it's crap that they took them away from you. If you guys root for my Blues and hockey, since you don't have hockey, and I think, Jesse, you said you wanted to start getting into hockey, and we Blues here, we've been getting better especially in the past couple of years. And so you root for us in that regard. I'll root for your Sonics when you get them back. Anyway, what I was calling about is this is my question. I know you guys are comic book fans, and it sounds like you're more Marvel fans, which I'll forgive you for that. I'll let that slide. I'm more of a DC guy myself. And I don't know how big you guys are into Green Lantern, but if you've been following it over the past several years since Jeff Johns has been writing, he's introduced all kinds of other lantern colors. Red is for Rage. Orange is for avarice and greed. Yellow is fear. Green is, of course, willpower. Blue is hope. Um, indigo is compassion. And violet is love. There's also black and white for death and life. I was wanting you to take all those lantern colors, and I want you to assign those compassions or those emotional lantern colors to video game characters. Who would fit best? For each lantern, I want you to pick one video game character for each lantern color. An example would be like, yeah, probably Wario would be a good orange lantern because he's so full of greed and avarice. He's always protective of his money. So I want you to sign them to video game characters, and then who would win in the battle? Everyone versus each other. Which video game lantern comes out on top? Uh, that's it. I'll keep calling you. I love the podcast. Keep it up and uh, get off my back. Get off my back, Heath. You get off my back, St. Louis boy. Yeah. So first of all, um, I don't, I don't d- hate St. Louis. I think it sounds like a pretty fun town. I mean, you got Anheuser Busch. I'd really like to check it out. Um, you know, uh, and also, you know, the Rams. We we're really only dislike teams that are you know competitive or dude a chance of. R- Rams almost went undefeated in the division last year I until know. the Seahawks beat them in the last game. Well, unfortunately, they have a quarterback named Sam Bradford, and until that changes, I don't think they're going to be doing anything. Uh, you mean number one draft pick, <laughs> Sam Bradford? Yeah. yeah, you mean wrap up all my cash so I can't even hold on to Danny Amendola, uh, Sam Bradford? That's what I mean. Didn't uh, Steven Jackson move? I don't remember. I don't know either. I don't know. But- I don't know. Rams are not a bad team. They're not a bad and, team. They're on the up and up. I think they were like seven and nine last year or something. Yeah, they're definitely on the up and up. And God bless them. They beat and then tied the hated yeah. 49ers. Hated so 49ers. I, I will root for you as long as you're playing against the 49ers for sure. For, sh- for sure. Plus, who, who can forget the greatest show on turf? I mean, I was a big Kurt Warner fan when that was happening. So, uh, and Marshall Falk, San Diego State, come on. 
See, Heath, we could talk St. Louis. It's no big deal. <laughs> um, and uh, yes, the the I just want to declare now: the St. Louis Blues are now the official hockey team of the Personal Arguments Podcast until we get a hockey team in Seattle. Right. Um, so let's get onto this topic: uh, Green Lantern Corps. Jesse, I'm going to run through these one more time. The emotional spectrum of the Green Lantern Corps: Red Lantern is rage, Orange Lantern is greed, uh, Yellow is. Uh, Fear, green is willpower, blue is hope, indigo is compassion, and uh, and purple is love. So we're going to run through these. We're going to assign a video game character to each to each of these. And I think we'll start off with rage. Mm. Um, so basically for rage, I mean, you just want somebody who lashes out. Uh, who doesn't have any real sense for what he's doing, um, and who is ha- applies deadly force? Mm-hmm. And I think that these all exemplify a goomba. A goomba? Yeah. Goombas are pretty neutral. I feel. Like. Oh, goombas are raged, dude. I feel like they're just kind of going for a walk and then get murdered. Dude, Goombas, think about it, though. Okay, so sure, they get murdered, but if they touch you, you die. Not to mention their eyes are continuously in an angry uh, stance. They've always got the slanted eyebrows. They were born that way. (laughs) I don't know, man. I think they're mad. They don't have any arms. They're angry because of that. They're mushrooms, (laughs) but they don't have any real purpose. Continue listing reasons why Goombas would be bad. <laughs> they don't have any arms. They have pointy teeth. They have uh, two fangs. They're they've got uh, mad eyebrows. What about their living conditions? Well, they're fungus. They can live anywhere, anywhere that's warm and moist. <laughs> they're, so they're okay about that. They're okay about well, they're fungus. Who likes to be? They they have to be continuously moist or else they die. Mm-hmm. If you had to be moist all the time, would you be happy? I drink a lot of water, so all right. I, I feel like I feel the pain. <laughs> and so, then finally, they are mushrooms, but <laughs> they don't have any purpose. Like the nice, beautiful red and yellow, red and white mushrooms that actually help people. They all they can do is instantly kill people, and so they're walking around in a rage, destroying people. Yeah, I just when I think you know rage. When mm-hmm. I think uh, just getting out there and using that rage for killing and anger yep. and hatred, yep. I just think your average eleven-year-old uh, boy playing Halo. Oh online. yeah! Oh, that's totally true. And screaming hate speech through yes. the uh, microphone. Hate speech. So you're banned, twelve-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Your twelve-year-old with a bad <laughs> gamer reputation. I, I think that's your red. <laughs> Red Lantern. That's your Red Lantern. Okay, uh, your Orange Lantern. I think that uh, you know, obviously, um, obviously, Greedo is a great example here. Um, now, what is what is Orange again? Orange is greed. Oh, uh, Greedo. <laughs> but he's. I, is he? I guess he might be in like the Old Republic or something. <laughs> um, when I think greed, when I think full on. Uh, Full on senselessly taking things just to hoard them. It's got to be King K. Rule from Donkey Kong Country because all he's trying to do is hoard bananas, but he doesn't even like bananas. He's a crocodile. He's a carnivore. Mm, he's just trying to that, take bananas from Donkey Kong. 
That is a really good point. They never really explained why he stole all the bananas right. and kept them on a pirate ship. Right. Uh, off the coast. And why he's manufacturing oil. Um, yeah, he has all these oil platforms, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's making a lot of banana oil, apparently. <laughs> he's a skincare uh, baron. Mm, I like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just just for the alternative viewpoint, I was going to say Mario. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sure, Points. maybe... Maybe Mario's on, you know, he's trying to rescue Princess or whatever. Right. But no one said you have to grab a bunch of coins right? while you're doing it. Exactly. He's obsessed by coins. Yeah. And his his quest to uh, save the uh, the princess mm-hmm. is almost sidetracked by his insatiable coin lust. That's true. I mean, you could say the same thing about Sonic as well. Although mm, really, the rings. The, yeah, but the coins are real. Uh, the rings are really just in his way. He, yeah, and Sonic's just a polygamist trying to collect all those rings. <laughs> exactly. That's a slang for poly- that polygamists use for each other. <laughs> hey, man, are you a Sonic? Me too. Uh, collect those rings. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Oh, Dude, I, I, I hit a sharp corner until he lost like 12 rings. It sucks. I ran into a wall and just, like, blew up all my rings. Yeah, it's bring all over the place. I fell in the water. <laughs> all right, so what about fear? What video game character thrives on fear? Uses fear. Oh, yeah. I know this one. What is it? Pac-Man, obviously. Oh. He's going around, chomp, 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 yep. get chase, and then what happens as soon as he hits one of the, the power? The yeah, it turns off the lights. Things. Yeah, turns off the Something, lights. All, all of a sudden, everyone's afraid of him. Uh-huh, running away, and he mm-hmm. mercilessly runs them down. <laughs> he mercilessly runs them down and eats them. Yeah, he's basically the Batman of video games. Because, <laughs> like, during the day... So, I know it's cliched, but, yeah, Pac-Man is totally the Batman of video yeah. games. First of all, he's only got two letters different in his name. <laughs> Second of all... He runs around during the day while ghosts terrorize his town. All he's uh-huh. trying to do is get a, gain his sustenance and strength. Uh-huh. So that when the night falls, the dark night rises and then mm. takes down the the uh, evil that lurks in the shadows. Yeah. Right? No, you're totally right. All right. I think we got that one done. Uh, what about uh, Green Lantern, Willpower? Oh, the willpower. See, this one I just got to give it to Master Chief. That's what I was thinking, but I was like, am I just, is my opinion skewed because his armor is green? Probably. (laughs) Is that a problem? No. Yeah, Master Chief is one of the most ridiculous video game characters. (laughs) No. I mean, he he single-handedly defeated the entire Covenant invasion. Right. And the entire Flood. Right. And later goes on to <laughs> defeat whatever the new bad guys are in the last right. one. He's literally a one-man army. That that stops three. Ar- yeah. He's a one-man army that was able to destroy three other different types of armies, too. It, exactly. He's like he's like greater than a god. Yeah. He's, he's greater than God of War. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it. <laughs> uh, Blue Lantern, Hope. Um, if, if there was an Obama video game. Well, this is what I was thinking, because mm-hmm. Obama's in the end of uh, Madden. That's true. So, so technically, he is a video game character. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it, it definitely requires a lot of hope that I'm going to make it that far in Madden because <laughs> I suck at it. You're actually going to be able to see him at the end of the game. <laughs> Dude, by the way, the rendering of Obama in that game is awful. It looks like yeah. his teeth are coming through his cheeks. It's not good. Um, but I do love it every time I see him raise that uh, Badlanders jersey at the end <laughs> of a uh, great custom season. The funny thing is that now I'm on like a uh, year like – I'm in like the 2019, I think, and he's still president. So apparently he pulled an FDR. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. good point. <laughs> he had some sort of uh, – I don't know. He, he reversed yeah. an amendment somehow. Exactly. The 22nd Amendment. Right. Two terms, baby. <laughs> um, all right. Indigo. Uh, indigo is compassion. So who is your compassionate, uh, compassionate guy? I mean, I don't know. When you think of video game characters, you don't really think of compassion. Well, I think of Toad. Maybe. Toad just. Oh, Toad! I was Toad. thinking Slippy from Star Fox. He just sucked. Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe Toad. Oh. Yeah, Toad. Toad's always giving you, uh, you know, power ups and such. Right, and he's he's there to lend a hand to anybody who needs it. Right. Um, but your Star Fox reference actually got me thinking because sure, Slippy sucks. Um, and Falco might be a good, uh, good candidate for, for rage. Red, yeah. But I'm thinking Peppy for compassion. Star Fox! (laughs) Do a barrel roll! Do a barrel roll! (laughs) No, I think Toad's a better solution. Alright, fine, fine. Toad wins. Uh, and then finally, Purple, Love. Who do you think of when you think of love in a video game? Well, I've played a lot of Japanese dating sims. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) You are the expert. Tentacle-themed. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) What about Peach? Well, yeah, but I think we're so Mario-heavy. We are very Mario-heavy. When I think of love in a video game, I think of one of the probably the most noble uh, video game characters of all time, and that's John Martin from Red Dead Redemption. Fighting for the yeah, love. We were of his all life. thinking it. I did. I didn't want to go there because it was so obvious. It was super obvious. But he, you know, he's fighting for love. Is he's he? A, he's a noble character. Didn't his wife die or something? <laughs> I, thought, I think that happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. I want to change my answer on compassion. Okay. I'm gonna change it to the uh, the block from Tetris. That's just you know oh, four yes. in a row. The straight block that yeah. you need to get the perfect score. Yep, you got it. That's the most compassionate thing. Like when you're when you're dying and you just have that sweet mm-hmm. row yeah. off to the right. That all you need to do is drop that you know yeah. four long that long block in and get you know rack up hella points. Yep, that's compassion. So our our good friend Heath did bring up that there's also life and death. And if we're bringing in uh, Tetris characters, I think that the little uh, zigzag guy is death. <laughs> yeah, that's definite death. Because all of a sudden I have nowhere to go. Uh um anyway so we have i think we have our guys so if all these guys fight each other this is the final charge of the challenge who would win mm, you know it it's gonna be a tough fight but i think that uh at the end of the fight there's gonna be two warriors left on the battlefield that's obama and the tetris block yep and it's just you know it's hard to stop that tetris block it just keeps coming down on you it's true it's an it's an immovable it's a it's a an immovable object or, no, it's, better, an, it's an unstoppable force. I'm sorry. 
the better you think you're doing, the more just can right? come raining down upon your head. Exactly. And even if you don't have a place for it, the Tetris block is coming no matter what. As a merciless dictator. All right. So That's I guess. Yeah, I guess Tetris block wins. So, uh, Heath, I hope that answered your question. And uh, go Blues. Jesse, what's your first topic? Uh, well, I also want to do a little bit of reader service because mm-hmm. friend of the show, John O'Brien. Oh, yeah. It's going to his first PAX East. This is very exciting. And uh, he want, he wants some pointers. Mm-hmm. And Jesse, you're not going to PAX East for the first time ever. Yeah, I, I, I've been to every PAX East, it turns out. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. It doesn't feel like I've been to every PAX East. Well, it's, there was only been three so far, right? Did I go last year, I guess? I think so. Did now you? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you went last year. I don't know. Anyway. I, my sense of time is so skewed. Having yeah. a baby is like yeah. anything that happened before my daughter was born mm-hmm. just feels like 10,000 years ago. Yeah, I know. Before you know, you'll be handing her car keys and then your wife will be like, no, she's only four years old. <laughs> she's going to choke on those. I'm like, she loves it. It keeps her entertained. <laughs> just chill out. Um... But, and I went to the first PAX East, but apparently the first PAX East was very different than all the other PAX Easts. Right, but you're still a PAX veteran. That's true. I'm a PAX East so, veteran and I'm a PAX veteran. I've, I feel like any sort of general PAX uh, pointers right. will be, you know, yeah, well I, served here. I think we easily have over 25 PAXs if you add them all up together collectively. If we yeah. if we bring all of our PAXs power together. We've, we've been to over 25. Wow. So, um, Get off yeah, my back. so I mean, when you're, I, I think the first thing to do is like, don't overplan it. Mm-hmm. When the schedule comes out, just pick a couple things you want to do that day. Yep. And focus on doing those things, the things that are super important to right. you, that catch your catch your interest the most. Mm-hmm. But um, don't plan on doing every panel and going from A to B to C to D, because there's going to be a lot of distractions out there. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of things. Uh, competing for your attention and you want to give yourself a little bit of wiggle room yeah and you never you never know what's going to be there i mean something is always the biggest thing when you get there and like there have been rumors that at the bethesda booth uh for pax easter they're going to have elder scrolls online available to play oh that'd be so that's probably going to be your big fish which means that if you actually want to play that game you're going to have to get there early and then you're gonna have to stand in line for like three or four hours but it's a small price to pay to be one of the first people in the world to play that game. Yeah, and they'll probably give you a, a silly hat. Yeah, Bethesda does great swag. Right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's that's kind of your first tip. Um, mm-hmm. my, my second tip, more importantly, is PAX Juice. Totally. Which is uh, basically just... Sneak in a screwdriver to enjoy. Mm-hmm. You just take a uh, buy any orange juice, uh, pour out half of it or drink it either way, um, and then uh, fill it up with fill up the rest with vodka, and then walk around with it. Uh huh. Nobody's the wiser, and you're having a Pax fun time. Yeah, I wonder if anyone's gotten uh, kicked out for. Well, I don't overdo it. I mean, get a healthy <laughs> buzz, but don't overdo it. Yeah, come on, we're not animals here. Exactly. 
Um, uh, is there what's coming out here soon that you would be looking forward to? Maybe like Assassin's Creed Four. They usually do a pretty yeah. good job. Assassin's, with the Assassin's Creed, Creed stuff. Great stuff. Uh, they had a cool booth last year for for three. Also, um, Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim. Uh, Sky. Skyoshock, uh, Bioshock Infinite is coming out next week, so you'll probably have uh, you, you'll have a chance to play that, and you'll probably have a really good uh, walkthrough. And there's never been a playable demo of that at PAX, so oh, cool. you'll be one of the first people to play that. Um, what about the uh, Pain a Miniature? Oh yeah, Pain Take is I can't I cannot uh, uh, recommend that enough. Yeah, so Reaper Miniatures basically will give you a a little miniature to paint. And uh, you sit down, you have your coffee or whatever. It's yep. it's great for like your first thing when you're hungover, right? And you can paint your little miniature and take it home with you. It's so much fun. It, whenever you need a respite, because you will get overwhelmed if you're going right. with people. By the third day, you will hate them. <laughs> you will hate the sight of their dumb faces. So, <laughs> so take an hour. You'll hate the sound of their stupid deviated septum right? nasally drones exactly <laughs> uh so just uh so just take an hour or two away from your friends and do a paint take walk around the show floor do what you want and then come back and then have another beer with them it'll it'll be great everyone will be much happier if that happens mm, um, okay so you ha- you haven't been to the uh massachusetts state convention no Center, i haven't been to the, no i haven't been down there Okay, so speaking of beer, there there's a couple of restaurants that are nearby. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe less less than a five minute walk. All right. There's like the there's the Whiskey Priest, and that's directly adjacent to another place that has like burgers and stuff. Uh-huh. And it's always you know you're gonna have to wait a couple minutes because there's packs people going to it, but it's never that crowded from my experience. So cool. if you if you need a little break, yeah, good reco. Go to the Whiskey Priest. Um, and then finally, you're from Boston, but Boston's a great town. It's just, uh, I, I, from what I've heard, the, the convention center is so separated from everything. That's what I it's liked about the first isolated. packs. very isolated. Like the first packs, you were right in downtown Boston. Right. But, uh, this but is kind of an isolated ass. place. So, I don't know. Uh, but teaser alert, we have invited John to come on the podcast next week and talk about his experiences of his first packs. And I'm very excited for that because I want to hear... What PAX is like through new eyes. I almost don't even remember what my first PAX was like. Um, it was in oh, yeah. Bellevue, Washington. Good times. Good, Good times. times. Bellevue. Yeah. Home of Valve. So, John, let us know how it goes and uh, PAX it up, bro. Yeah, have fun. I, yeah. I'm really excited. I definitely wish I was going, but I also, like, I would only want to go if I could just be magically transported there. Right. Like, basically walk into my closet and then, you know, on the other side, I'm right outside of the uh, Massachusetts State Convention Center because yeah. the travel is so gnarly and it's so expensive and it gets so exhausting. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous, really, for someone from Seattle to fly out to Boston to go to PAX. It's really crazy, yeah. but, man, I really wish I was there. And I'm very excited for PAX East to be over because then we are that much closer to PAX tickets going on sale and then the excitement builds. I'm so excited, but I'm super nervous that I'm going to miss tickets. I think we'll be fine. We'll all keep an eye out, and also I think we might be getting media badges this year. So, Okay, well, if not, Eric, I give you power of attorney to uh-huh. buy a, a ticket for me. Okay. If you see him on sale, just snag one up for me, and I'll, oh. I'll definitely pay you back. Will do. Okay. And, um, and buy you a beer. Excellent. 
Um, okay, so that's PAX East. Hopefully we'll hear more next week. Um, and uh, now it's time to move on to our break. Jesse, I think we're going to do trivia this week. Are you okay with that? I'm okay. Okay, so we're going to play World Domination again. I love this game. I'm going to roll six-sided die to see which continent we're going to be triviaizing about. Is I think it- we have to veto Australia, though. Okay. Because it's an Australian game, so right. the questions are super specific. Super obscure. Well, it's fine because we, uh, we got Asia. Okay, good. All right, Jesse. Uh, this question is for you. Please play along at home. Where was the U.S. major when he famously said it became necessary to Detroit, destroy the town to save it? Uh, I like that they don't put his name in. He's just the U.S. major. <laughs> yeah. I like that you said to Detroit the town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is necessary to Detroit this town to save it. Uh, jeez. I I'm actually really blanking on it. I feel like it's a Vietnam thing. Uh-huh. And I just cannot think. So I'm going to say uh Saigon. All right. I'm going to say Tokyo. Well, Vietnam, you got it. Oh. They just wanted the country. <laughs> okay, I thought I thought they were asking for the city. All right, this question's for me. Please play along at home. What sort of male attendants were introduced in China's Qin Dynasty, that's Q-I-N Dynasty, to wait upon the female members of the imperial family. I'm going to go with uh, eunuchs. I think you're right, and it's Qin Dynasty. Sorry. Um, so you said eunuchs. Right. I'm going to go with uh, restroom attendants. Okay, it's eunuchs. I like this one because we actually get these right, unless they're about <laughs> Australia. Um, unless it's about Australia. Yeah. Josie, this is for you. Which modern country contains the land of ancient Mesopotamia, considered one of the primary cradles of human civilization? I'll go with Iraq. All right, I'll go with Iran. Iraq, you got it. Woo! And this question's for me. Which Japanese meal during the day commonly includes miso soup? I'm going to go with lunch. I'm going to go with brunch. Breakfast. Oh, I was closer. Geographically close. You are geographically closest <laughs> to the answer, Jesse. You won everything this week, um, and we do have a special uh, guest for a break this week. None other than our very own Roger Dotsy. Connect the Dotsy. We've got a PSA for you, um, and if I can find it, there it is. And here is Roger. Hey, guys, uh, just a couple things. It's Roger Dotsy, by the way. I forgot to lead off of that. Um, I, first of all, want to thank you all for uh, getting behind me on the bracket. This should be a pretty fun couple of weeks. Um, secondly, uh, I wanted to comment on, and now I feel bad, I forgot his name, I think Josh from Orange County. Uh, I want to piggyback off what you guys were talking about with the movies. Um, I think... What, uh, and, you know, whether people are, it's either black or white, good or bad. I think what you need to understand is, is that those are internet personas. People online are just like that. That's the way it is. My recommendation to counteract this in our society is to go talk to somebody. Talk to your friends. Talk to people, to coworkers. See what everyone else thinks. About it. If they say that, if their first response is it was the worst movie I've ever seen, ask them why. Make them defend that argument and have a little dialogue about it. 
uh, I find that in real life, actually, people really like these movies. Some people, some of my friends said they liked The Hobbit more than the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. I told them I didn't agree, but I saw their point. And we talked about it. I, I think that's the problem with Internet culture, is that you're going to get that. If you need your fix in good movie discussion or book or video game or whatever, get off the message board, get off Reddit, talk to somebody. This has been your Connected.se public service announcement. Um, also, uh, quick question. I was felt a, I felt that I needed to know what high schooler Kentucky was. I'm thinking kind of the Daryl Dixon type character. You know, people think he's a redneck asshole, but turns out to be pretty sweet. But uh, I may be biased because that's where I'm from. Anyway, <laughs> you guys take care and uh, have a good one. Bye. You have a good one, Roger. Um, get off my back. Get off my back. Um, so there's a couple things here. First of all, everybody wants to know what state their high school is. Kentucky... I think when I think Kentucky, the only thing I can think of is Kentucky Fried Chicken and Colonel Sanders. So I think that Kentucky is the kid with the bow tie who brings a briefcase to school. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Lunch Lady. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) No, Kentucky Fried Chicken is way too good for lunch food at, at, at a high school. I'm pretty sure all of the food at a high school is made out of the same material. It was just some weird food conglomeration that they molded into those shapes. That's true. It, it was a uh, one of those mats that they put yeah. under the climbing rope. Right. And they just <laughs> stamp it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they just got a uh, a chicken-shaped yeah. cookie cutter. Exactly. And, uh... The the mats that go stale become mats. <laughs> the rest of them are fried and fed to high schoolers. Um but uh, but yeah, I just think Kentucky is the the guy with the bow tie. You know, Roger. I, I like I like Roger's greater point yeah. here that that you should talk about it. It's like right. at my work, there there's this guy who brings in DVDs and like people watch them. Like they'll float around and like <laughs> I'll watch them one day and then you know my coworker will watch them two days later and so on. Mm-hmm. And he brought in like that's my boy, mm-hmm. the Adam Sandler movie, right? Which I thought sucked. Yeah. But I didn't think it sucked bad enough to tell him. Uh huh. So, like, yeah. Just like, politeness. I'm like, yeah, it was okay. And, like, just right. didn't bring it up again. And, yeah. Hey, uh, man, thanks for bringing me a DVD for free for me to watch, asshole. It's exactly. the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. So I just kind of wish more people on the internet yeah. had the attitude, like, um, like, it's someone you have to deal with on the day-to-day, so you're not going to well, really rain on someone's parade. I also, you know, when I was going to school and, like, when I was doing, like, uh, screenwriting classes and stuff, I used to I used to have this, this uh, mantra that, like, if somebody thought that a movie that I thought was terrible was good, then I could never like that person. <laughs> and, you know, I was 19 at the time, and right. uh, it was it was stupid. That's dumb. Burned a lot of bridges with that. Philosophy. Burned it. Burned every bridge because uh, <laughs> I love Howard the Duck. Um, but uh, but this is another, like I love the Hobbit. I actually like the Hobbit better than the original trilogy. Everyone can throw rocks at me if they want. Somebody, I was I was reading this. Especially r- the Hobbits because they're great, great rock throwers. They're great rock throwers. Um, uh, <laughs> somebody posted online. They they put this thing up on on uh, Gawker about how. 
the uh, the rabbit sled is actually feasible in the world because apparently there was a lot of outcry over the rabbit sled. And then this guy was like, yeah, when that elf rode up and he was riding a deer, that was the biggest bullshit I ever saw. And I was like, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Why do we have also, to ride horses? It, I'm sorry. Do you not remember Legolas walking on top <laughs> of snow? Exactly. Elves are literally weightless. <laughs> They can ride a deer if they want. <laughs> they can ride a deer. Not to mention, I just love that you're, that's what you're picking apart. Like, you have to pick your battles, people. Like, there's a lot of stuff in Lord of the Rings that is not believable. I mean, John Deere tractor. Yeah, yes. I could believe yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean a battle between trees and orcs? No, I'm totally on board for that. You mean a butterfly that a wizard talks to to go get uh, some eagles to jump on their backs because he's trapped on top of a tower? Because he was transported there by another wizard? I'm on board with that. But an elf riding a deer? <laughs> fuck you. That's ridiculous. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Dude, Lord of the Rings movies hold up. They do. I was I was watching one like on TV. It was like on FX or something. Yeah. I was at my mom's yeah. house, yeah. and like I could not take my eyes off it. I was like, "This movie yeah. is so good." And then and it's like three hours long. So yeah, exactly. Well, and that's and that's the other thing. Like, just and then because... I was like, "Oh, I missed my court hearing." Damn, <laughs> I go to jail. Damn it! This always happens. Um, you know, Your the... Honor, Lord of the Rings. Uh, okay, you're off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a Kentucky judge? Mm-hmm. All right, you're off the hook. That's my Kentucky. Um, I, I sounded just like Roger Dotsie there. Yeah. Um, I, oh, that wasn't him? No. The other part about this is that, you know, just because I say I, I, I like The Hobbit the best, that doesn't mean that I think the Lord of the Rings movies are bullshit either. Like, we can <laughs> – we can things live on a spectrum, people. Um, like, I watched, I watched The Oz, The Great and Powerful. I think that's what it's called. It's a new Sam Raimi movie. About the Wizard of Oz, it's got James Franco in it. That movie's ridiculous, but it's a kids' movie. And like, I was just thinking about it, like when I was watching it, I was like, if I were eight years old, I would think this movie was awesome. And it like, it's very imaginative, and it like opened up your imagination to like a whole new world. And like, this is very cool. I can understand that that movie, while James Franco is completely ridiculous in it, and <laughs> while the writing is kind of awful, that it's a pretty good movie for kids. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. It's like yeah. nerds on the internet think that every uh, mm-hmm. propriety belongs to them. Right. It's like, yeah, this this movie wasn't made for you, buddy. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then finally, so I'm going to just turn this into my second topic because, Roger, we love you so much. Um, but finally, there's the bracket challenge that uh, mm. our very own Roger set up. And we got plenty of listeners in there, which I'm very, very excited about. And what I'm even more excited about is that currently I am in first place in the league. Nice. And unfortunately for Roger, currently he is in last place. <laughs> oh, no. Um, it's a little yeah, sad. Yeah, I missed it. Again, because yeah. I've been working morning shifts, I've basically just been going to work and sleeping. Yeah. Oh, now I'm in second place. Uh-oh. But I think our very good uh, friend Josh, he is uh, – I think this is Josh from Southern California. He may not be – but he's got the, probably the best name in the bracket, and this is what I wanted to mention, is that everybody's got great team names. And if you're going to be doing a fantasy sport, you need to have a good team name for your team. It's 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 the crux of things, because nobody likes to lose in fantasy, but if you lose to a team that's got a good name, then you feel a little less bad about it. Um, right. 
So Josh's team is called Get Off My Bracket. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so good. Really good. So he's currently got 13 out of 15 picks correctly. Right behind him, Edgar Allan Poe, that's my fantasy name, 12 out of 15 in second place. Then we've got Storm of Justice, Beer 30, Jesse Loves Munchkin. <laughs> I oh, love that one. What? <laughs> Who did that? Jake. There's a monster out there. Yeah. Monster on the loose. Uh, clap traps. <laughs> then we just got regular get off my back. We got full metal bracket. And then, unfortunately, connect the dots in last place. And uh, I feel bad about it, too, because apparently Roger spent a lot of time on his bracket. That's what I said. I did do a bracket, though, Eric. Oh, good. Who you got, who you got winning? I have, uh, well, because of Roger Dotsie, mm-hmm. I have uh, the Cardinals beating Indianapolis 69-61 in the final. This is the other thing I wanted to talk about, is that, like, this is the bald move bracket. This is bald mm-hmm. madness, okay? <laughs> because not only do we have Roger Dotsie's Louisville Cardinals, and your really your Louisville Cardinals as well, right. Jesse, um, but we've got the Indianas, uh, what are they, the Hoosiers, which is, uh, you know, home of the Bald Move Tower, Indianapolis, Indiana. And you've got the Gonzaga Bulldogs. All three of them are number one seeds. And Gonzaga pull, pulling it down for Washington because the Huskies can't catch a break ever. Um, so we got Washington, Louisville, and Indiana all number one seeds. This is true. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. I've also got uh, Louisville pulling it out. But I've got a little bit of an upset on the other side of the bracket. I have them beating Butler. In the finals. Okay, Eric, I need you to tell me if this is a dick move or not. Okay. Because I, I did a bracket at work. Wow. Basically because my boss brought it in and forced me to do it. Uh-huh. And it's like, you know, a $10 buy-in, winner take all. Mm-hmm. So my bracket strategy right. was no upsets. Yeah, that, that's a great way to go. That is, is a it? very smart move. Or is move. that a dick move? So you did no upsets all the way across the board? No upsets, and then you get to the final four, you know, and then you have four number one teams. So, so I, I just picked Indy and uh, Louisville because uh-huh. of the fans of the show. Well, I think the first round, the first round is good to pick no upsets because uh-huh. there's going to be basically like twenty to twenty two um, regular games. There's going to be like eight or nine upsets, but what what that does is that it sets the tone for the rest of the match. So, like, even if you have an upset, the chances of that upset making it far in the tournament are pretty low. Uh, so your higher seeds have a better chance of getting, you know, further along in the tournament. So you're setting yourself up for success there. But there are, once you get down to, like, ones versus fives or threes versus sevens or threes versus, or, you know, ones versus fours or whatever, that's when it starts kind of getting a little more even. Once you hit the yeah. Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. I just went no upsets entire entire way. Well, if I win, if I win it with that, I I kind of feel like it would be a jerk move. Oh no, I think it's great, dude. Okay, I don't think, and you're not going to win it, so that's the other part. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Harvard beat New Mexico, which is a huge upset. Oh no, Harvard a 14 seed, Ivy League champion coming in and beating New Mexico a three seed. So that screws me up because I had I had New Mexico going to the Sweet 16. Well, there you go. Now I'm screwed. My final four, Louisville, Wisconsin, VCU, and Butler. And then I have Louisville beating Butler in the final, 67 to 58. Well, 
There you go, Roger Dotsy. We're pulling for you. We're pulling for you. Now you're the now you're actually the underdog. So, uh, but we couldn't be more excited. You know, we'll be doing bracket challenges. We're gonna have a fantasy football league this fall. So get involved in fantasy sports, arrogant style. We're we're always happy to to oblige. Are are we doing a personal arrogance fantasy football? League? Oh, we're definitely doing a personal. Oh, fantasy that'll be a lot of fun. Hell yes. All right, Jesse. What's your second topic? Well, uh, this was sent in from our Rocky Mountain correspondent, uh, Levi, mm-hmm. uh, who for some reason is fixated on the oceans right now. Got it. And apparently there have been some research, uh, has been some research done on giant squid. Yep. And it turns out that despite looking dramatically different, giant squid species around the globe are, quote, basically identical mm-hmm. genetically. So they're clones? I think Basically? We're, we're looking at some clone troopers. Holy shit. Clone troopers of the Elder Gods. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I guess they expected to find, you know, a variety of different species of giant squid because they're, you know, they there's there's a dramatic difference from uh, one squid to the next, be it Atlantic or Pacific or whatever, Indian. So they or, look different, but they're actually genetically identical. Right. Which means that they, they are an advanced species. They're an advanced species, and I guess like like the noble crocodile, mm-hmm. they just kind of uh, they hit upon the uh, genetic jackpot at an early yeah <laughs> early point and haven't been forced to uh, evolve essentially. Oh god, this is just so terrifying. I mean, I used to be like such a big fan of these things until I actually saw them on video. Now I'm just horrified. Super super duper scary. HP yeah. Lovecraft was a man ahead of his time. Well, this is this is also what's crazy to me is that HP Lovecraft kind of uh kind of um, you know, modeled all of his horror monsters and elder gods and stuff around cephalopods. But the guy probably never saw a cephalopod. I know, right. There were no YouTube videos of a Japanese fishing crew. Right. You know, oh, God, pulling that, one up. Or that deep sea oil thing of that, ugh, I still get nightmares <laughs> with that thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, a, I love a giant Pacific octopus. Give me a giant Pacific octopus all day long. But these uh, cephalopods are really freaking me out now. Well, let's talk about the merits then. What's okay. scarier, the giant octopus or the giant squid? Because the giant okay. octopus isn't that giant. It's really not that giant. Like, but. It's it's the biggest octopus. It's, bi- yeah, it's big by exactly. octopus standards. The giant squid, you know, 40 feet long. Right. Big as a sperm whale. Yeah. I feel like if I had to choose, like, to be to like go in the dunk tank and Roger Dotsy was like throwing the baseballs, you know, mm-hmm. to dunk me. Right. I think I'd rather be in there with the giant squid than the giant octopus. Well, how big's the dunk tank? I mean, apparently big enough to hold a giant squid. Okay. <laughs> See, all of it ter- I don't know. I feel like octopuses are kind of fun. See, oh, I went- no, they're too- way too smart. I went to Giant Octopus Day at the Seattle Aquarium and they released uh-huh. a giant octopus into the wild. Uh, and why would they do that? It's just going to kill again. <laughs> you know, the rate of recidivism, <laughs> giant, octopus? A giant octopi, they're just going to eke again, guys. 98%. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I mean, but it was beautiful. It just kind of walked along the the pylon, and then like walked away. I think, and they're beautiful mothers. Like, have you seen the Planet Earth about the about the giant octopus mother? They basically. Well, I know about the octopus garden and how they basically yeah. starve themselves. They while They starve younger. themselves so that their eggs can hatch, and maybe one of them will survive and become another octopus. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. You know who else does that? The communists. Exactly. So here's a quote from this uh, BBC article that mm-hmm. Levi linked to us. Right. Um, Judging by their size and remarkable adaptations for the environment, uh-huh. scientists believe that giant squid have a substantial population. Another theory to explain the large numbers of identical animals is the possibility of a rapid and recent population boom. Great news. Wow. So what do you think like could have happened recently to make the giant squid population explode? Well, we know ink is good, right? For octopuses. Uh-huh. Dark, murky, black, oily liquid. Uh-huh. Uh has there been any dark, black, inky, oily liquid leaked into the oceans lately? Well, uh the other day I was at the pier. Mm-hmm. And I had my pen in my front shirt oh, pocket. Oh, your fountain pen? Yeah, Dude, I you gotta go. Ball, you gotta go ballpoint, man. You know, I'm old school. It's 21st century. I was hoping it would kill an octopus on the way down. <laughs> the pointy edge. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's obviously weird. But then you've also got the warming of the oceans, right? Right. Warming oceans, more giant squid. Giant more squid gi- love the heat. More giant squid. They're just drinking giant daiquiris. They got their right. giant sunglasses on. They're loving it. They're loving. They're living large, literally. Uh, they <laughs> more giant squid, more food for sperm whales. This is the thing. So I, you know, I that's talk- why sperm whales are my favorite animal, by the way, because they kill giant squid. It's because, like, yeah, exactly. Like a Japanese research team uh-huh. would like cut their stomach open and find seventy-two squid beaks in there. This is the crazy thing about sperm whales: is that they not only fight and kill giant squid, they also eat them. Uh huh. They eat them for breakfast. Yeah, the, that sustenance, baby. Yeah, and they find they find like, uh, like suction cup scars right. on giant squid. Right. You like, mean they're on sperm doing whales. battle? They're not just like ambushing them or anything. They're right. like going down. They're going deep. They're finding the squid. They're taking care of the problem. <laughs> it's like when when you have a rat problem and you introduce mm-hmm. mongoose. Exactly. I think we need more giant. I mean, more we need more, more sperm whales is the answer here. The other thing that adds badassery to sperm whales is that the entire time they're battling, squid, breathing, sperm holding whales, their yeah, holding exactly. their breath with thousands of feet of water pressure on every side of their body. That's true. I don't think, I don't think the average American spends enough time marveling at the sperm whale. That's what I'm saying. We need to go to the uh, to the Natural History Museum in New York City and just stand there at that giant sperm whale. <laughs> just talk. Just talk to it. Give our give our little speech. Exactly. Our stump speech for the sperm whale. Well, this is and you know let's let's read. Do you know why dick. they're called sperm whales? By the way, uh, it's because they they like their oil has some white weird. Yeah, it's like a white murky oil. Yeah, and uh, pretty immature like, guys. Yeah, exactly. Like, really, 18th, we, century, 18th century whalers were like, it looks like sperm. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm sorry. Good one, Seamus. I was going to name the podcast that, but I don't think that would come across good on the <laughs> iTunes feed. Yeah, we'll be bad from iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like call them milk whales, guys. Mm-hmm. Or how about badass whales? Yeah. Giant teeth, giant hammer, hammer. Like, they should be hammerheads. They should be hammerhead whales. Mercenary whales. Exactly. The A-team of whales. Exactly. They go in there and they do the job that other whales don't want to do. I'm looking at you, baleen whales. Mm-hmm. You're not killing any giant squid. You're just eating krill like a wimp. Exactly. You may be giant, but you're you're a wimp. Yeah, you're a giant, giant wimp. <laughs> um, let's get back to these cephalopods. This is the other thing that's terrifying. So, yes, whales are awesome. I think we can all agree, except for Jordy, that whales are awesome. Why? Sperm whales. Incredible. Killer whales, the wolves of the sea. The wolf Killer pack of the sea. Killer whales are pretty legit. Killer whales are something no one fucks with. Yeah. Like, Free Willy, that was bullshit. Killer whales are murderous gangs. I would take the uh, being in the dunk tank with the octopus yes. over being in the dunk tank with the killer whale. With a pod sure. of killer whales. Like that, one, like that one killer whale. He basically was at SeaWorld and he snapped and he ate his owner in front of like 50 <laughs> oh, I people. I about that. Yes. Killer whales are crazy. Yeah. Um, blue whales. They're like the killer whales are the juggalos of the sea. Yeah, exactly. They literally are. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, you know, you got spur, you got blue whales, which are the largest animals on earth. You've got humpback whales, which are the most beautiful things in the world. I saw a humpback whale in Hawaii and I wept openly on a oh yeah on a snorkel cruise. I would love to see a humpback. I've seen belugas in the wild, but mm-hmm. I've never seen a humpback. Belugas, the smiliest uh, of all whales. Smiley yeah, they're super or... happy. They kind of look like albino kids, right? Narwhals, the unicorns of the sea. I mean, whales are amazing. Yeah, there's some badass mammals in the ocean. Totally, man. And Being like, a mammal in the ocean yes. is like playing on hard mode. First of all, bad, most badass mammals. I mean, other than humans, right? <laughs> right, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, if you look at primates and like monkeys, dude, like monkeys are kind of gross and weird. Right? Right. Are you with me on this? Like, if you're looking at a chimpanzee or you're looking at a killer whale, which one's cooler? Definitely a killer whale. Exactly. Would I rather be related to a killer whale or a monkey? I'm going with killer whale. Give me some blubber, baby. <clears throat> yeah. Plus, I mean, it's like anyone can be a mammal on the land. Exactly. Even the, like the echidna mm-hmm. can pull that off. Totally. <laughs> even the echidna. Even the echidna can somehow manage to survive. But hey. being, a, being a mammal, a, something that breathes air but live yeah. in the ocean. Right. That's tough. It's crazy, dude. That is crazy shit. Anyway, so whales are great. We can all agree. I Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on board. But cephalopods, like, they got evolution down. Dude, yeah, they're the next They're the next intelligent species on Earth. This is the thing about cephalopods is they might already be the most intelligent species on Earth. That's a good point. We don't know what they know. Like, think about humans. Like, humans, like, you could say we are the most intelligent species on Earth, right? We have language. We can speak to each other. We can write language. You can look at it basically a drawing, and then you can understand it as a word and as a thought. 
You can communicate right. that to somebody. You can create a car. You can create a toaster. You can create a house. You can create solar panels. You can create nuclear energy. You can create <laughs> space shuttles. Like, pretty love, amazing all shit. All right. Uh, in Eric's mind, there's cars, <laughs> solar panels, uh, houses, and toasters exactly. all in the same league. Exactly. Uh, you can you can you can harness electricity and then run it through the ground into people's homes in a safe way. Like, right. This is amazing shit. But guess what? We are total wimps. We are wusses. You have mm. mammals that are living in the ocean, holding their breath and fighting giant squids, while we sit here and complain because our Wi-Fi isn't working correctly. <laughs> Right. Meanwhile, on the front lines, we have true heroes. Yes. My Wi-Fi goes out for 10 minutes and I'm in a rage. I become a Goomba. Um, <laughs> Just walking around your house with yeah. a frowny face, What's killing everything you yeah. touch. Yes. <laughs> whereas, be damned. Whereas cephalopods, can they communicate telepathically? Who knows? Do they have a language all their own? I don't know. Do they have bodies that can change to any color on a whim? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do they can they fit through any hole? Yes. Do they have any yeah. bones? No. Can they break a bone? No, because they don't have bones. <laughs> like the only well, thing they, they can break a bone, but it'll be yours. Exactly. <laughs> like, can they just kill anything by just sucking onto it and pulling it down to death? Yes. Yeah. Do they have crazy beaks? Yes. Like, uh, Apparently, they, they hit an evolutionary uh, strain where they now all giant squid are basically the same genetically because they've been they've evolved perfectly a million years ago and have no reason to change. Like, they kind of figured evolution out, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's just like hitting the it's like hitting the jackpot on evolution because mm -hmm. evolution is essentially just chance. Yeah. And there's, uh, you know, certain points in history again with to go back to the crocodile. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just hit the jackpot. Sometimes, man. And, it, and you so, know, it's not even yeah. the giant squid. It's not even the octopus. If you want to look at crazy evolution in cephalopods, you have to look at the cuttlefish. The cuttlefish is the craziest shit ever. So you've heard about octopus wrestling, right? Yeah, like back in the day? Yeah, like in 1949 mm -hmm. in Seattle, mm -hmm. guys would go down into the ocean and wrestle octopi, octopods. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, eventually got banned because too many people died. <laughs> well, you know, but that was back in the day when, like, you could walk from Seattle to Bainbridge Island on the backs of octopus. Like, it was basically a giant – Puget Sound was nothing but a giant octopus uh, jelly ball. Mm -hmm. in, in 1963, 111 divers took part in the World Octopus Wrestling Championships. A total of 25 giant, octop giant Pacific octopuses were captured that day. Ranging in weight from four to fifty-seven pounds. What? This is the stuff that happened. <laughs> Nineteen men died. Back when men were men and octopuses were a sport. Back when we wore wool bathing suits. <laughs> all right. Well, cephalopods are crazy. Evolution is nuts. Whales are fucking great. I think we can all agree on all this shit. Yeah, and you know, next time, just think about uh, think about our heroes in the sea. Yeah, the whales, the heroes of the sea. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, let's get to some Facebook roundup before we do our recommendations this week. We do want to congratulate uh, our uh, the the winner of the Kindle Fire contest. Unfortunately, it was not an arrogant, but uh, if we you guys have really dropped the ball, you guys really dropped the ball. But it's okay because you could pick it up again in our fantasy leagues that we're going to be starting up. But. Uh -huh. um, 
Oh, and also, Jesse, so Roger wanted us to figure out a prize for our bracket. Mm. So what should the prize be? You give us $500. No, thank you. Oh, you mean whoever wins. But I'm in there. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I guess I'll give myself $500. Don't worry. You're not going to win. I literally just gave myself $500 and it felt great. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Doesn't that feel good? It feels good. Mm, Thanks, Jesse. Um. (laughs) Thanks for that bank transfer. I think that the winner from checkings into savings feels good. I think that the winner gets to choose a loser karaoke song for both you and me to sing as a duet. Oh no! People love loser karaoke, and we already figured it out that uh, we could sing the Growing Pains theme as a duet like crazy. Okay, like a whale. Yeah. Um, and then if I win, then so if that's if anybody else but me wins. If I win the bracket, then Roger Dotti has to call in and do loser karaoke. Ooh, I like it. All right, good. We figured it out. All right, let's do our Facebook roundup. Um, and uh, every week we post on Facebook. Let us know what you're talking about. Game of Thrones is coming. Are you excited? We are excited. Uh, and please go to baldmove.com because the Night Watch is going to be coming up as well. This is great news, people. We also have The Watching Dead. We have uh, The Because Show. We have Up Yours Downstairs. Go to baldmove.com. You'll love it. We love you for loving it. It's great. It's great stuff. Um, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Mitch Netzer wants a panfi update. Um, I've actually been panfeeing lately. Yeah, apparently you're working the rowing machine. I'm working the rowing machine. I'm doing the elliptical. I have a gym at work, so uh, I do. I have a routine. I do 300 cals on the elliptical, and then I do 10 minutes on the rowing machine. That's my daily routine. I do it every single day. And I can finally admit this, on Sundays, I go to Zumba with Lydia. Nice. I, I feel like Zumba would be a lot of fun. Dude, Zumba's great. And I'm the only dude in that class. Mmm, even better. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've actually been doing, like, my uh, my calorie intake versus output has been pretty good lately. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like I'm in I'm in halfway decent shape. Well, you, uh, work, you also what? work a job that you get. You get a little bit of workout. Yeah, just I work on my job. feet constantly, right. and like at work, I have to I have to scoop the hops out of the kettle, which means you know climbing into the kettle mm-hmm. with a bucket and a snow shovel, and you know <laughs> sh- filling the bucket up with the hops, right? And then uh, lifting it over my head Jeez. out of the little man way, uh-huh. and then like pouring it into a bigger bucket below. Uh huh. And so funny story today, because like when I'm doing that, you know, it, a uh, a five gallon bucket full of wet hops is pretty heavy. So I I like I grunt as I'm going, right? And it it, it just helps me, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Who and today it was like uh, I was hopping out at like six a.m. You know, the sun is still down, and someone had gotten too drunk at the bar and left their car. Ah, at work, and uh-huh. they were getting dropped off at the car <laughs> super <laughs> early. I'm just there, like shouting and lifting this bucket <laughs> over my head, and I got the weirdest look. Made with grunt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Grunt. Oh, so Panfi, by the way, for those of you who don't know, it's a personal ergonomics nerd fitness initiative. It's something we launched two years ago, and we both abandoned. And now I guess we're getting back into it. So let us know how you're yes, getting so. fit in the new year. I'm definitely I'm definitely getting fit this yeah. year as summer is approaching. I need to get that sweet beach bod. Also, I'm getting married, so I need that yeah. sweet wedding bod. See, I didn't do the workout for the wedding. And now like fine. 
Now, like three months later, I'm like, I should have done the workout for the wedding. Luckily, you had my fat face next to you <laughs> all the time. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we're in a competition for fattest face. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Chris Mansfield says, "I like, uh, I for one like Jesse's nuggets of knowledge topics, patent pending." The latest one being about coffee. Keep it coming. Get off our over-caffeinated back. Jesse, I think that the squid topic really also goes along with that. Jesse's nuggets of knowledge. It could be a nugget of knowledge. It could be. And um, then okay. Yeah. Uh, James Patterson says, you are an eccentric billionaire starting your own musical supergroup. What living musicians would you get to join your band? What would you play? What style of music would it be? And what would your name be? Uh, I think for me, this is pretty easy. Is this dead or alive? Is this like a... Or, Entourage topic? What, uh, what do you think? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to do a New Orleans brass band, uh, like a ragtime brass band. Um, I'm going to play trombone. Um, you got Weird Al on the accordion. Mm-hmm. This would be Zydeco. You got uh, uh, Steve Martin on the banjo. Oh. You got uh, Woody Allen on the clarinet. Uh-huh. Um, you got Ben Gibbard singing. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just go with Dave Grohl on the, uh, old, uh, old timey drum set. There you go. Can't go wrong. Oh, and I would just, uh, I would just remake the Spice Girls. Oh, of course. And I would be boy, I would, I would be old Spice. (laughs) (laughs) Ironically, the youngest member. Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. And then you guys can do old Spice commercials. Why haven't they done an old Spice commercial with like Ginger Spice yet? That would be so funny. Yeah, and they could come out with a, we could, they could come out with a flavor called ginger spice, <laughs> scary spice, baby spice. Yeah, for your baby. <laughs> Put it on your baby's butt. It's very <laughs> bad. Uh, all right, and uh, Josh Petty Ego says this summer is going to be full of blockbusters like Iron Man three, Star Trek in the Darkness, etc. But do you think any of them? We'll be able to hold a candle to Pacific Rim. I mean, giant interdimensional aliens attacking Earth from the depths of the ocean. Uh, and the only way to fight them is with giant robots. Looks like, look out, Man of Steel. I smell box office record. Anyway, what movies are on your must-see list this summer? I think you kind of listed them. I think Star Trek is really cool. I think, you know, we talked about Man of Steel. Um, I'm not super excited for Iron Man 3, but the previews do look pretty cool. It's popcorn flick. But Pacific Rim is my big movie that I want to see this this summer because these aren't just monsters. They're basically Lovecraftian monsters. I mean, Guillermo del Toro has come out and said that he loves Lovecraft. He said in Hellboy 2 he even put an elder thing in there as one of the monsters who's like in the background. Um, and these are going to be Lovecraftian monsters. I want them on the big screen. I want Guillermo del Toro doing them. This is what I'm most excited about. Do I think it's going to make more money than Iron Man 3 or Superman? I don't think so, but I think it's still going to make a pretty good killing, and uh, and I want to see it. Killing. Yep, exactly. So that's our Facebook roundup. Jesse, ready to do some recos and call it a cast? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your first reco? I actually don't have any this week. I, I literally woke up uh, <laughs> seven minutes late to the cast. All so right. You get what you get. Excellent. Well, my first reco this week is going to be clean out your Facebook timeline. I did this, and it's great. I was dreading Facebook for a while, but now I only have the people that I really care about on there. Dude, I've I've actually been periodically mm-hmm. doing this over the last few months. Just every now and then someone crops up and you're like, I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> Gone. Well, see, I'm not even unfriending them. 
you oh, you're just, just hiding. You can just remove them from your timeline. It's very easy. You hover over their name, then you hover over friends, and then there's a little thing that says show a newsfeed. You can uncheck that, and it'll never show up in your newsfeed again. So you yeah, can still. Yeah, just like symbolically, like. Nah, purging. Casting them away. You never know, man. It's who you know in this world. And if you're friends on Facebook, that's that's a start, right? Don't worry. I'm not offering anyone <laughs> that would get me anywhere in life. <laughs> All right. Good news. Uh, but I, I think it's great. And now my timeline's actually relevant again. My friend mm-hmm. Brian put a picture of uh, Burt Reynolds playing a saxophone. Pretty cool stuff. Oh, that's not Burt Reynolds. That's Tom Selleck. I always get those two mixed up. Anyway, yeah, that's my timeline. Don't worry about it. And then my Seco Reco is going to be um, the uh, it's going to be Turtle Beach, which is a uh, a sound company. They make headsets for video games. But uh, your improved audio quality for this week's show, I give that to Turtle Beach because I have to use an external uh, sound card for my laptop in order to pull this thing off. Um, and I've been using this one that gives like a high pitched noise, and so I have to do a bunch of noise removal and in, in post production. But I got this Turtle Beach uh, sound card USB adapter. And I was like, Turtle Beach has got to be good, right? Because they do video game audio, and you can't have, like, high-pitched noises going into your ears while you're playing your favorite computer game. And I was right. You sound great, Jesse. And it's all because of Turtle Beach. It sounds like a paid advertisement, but it isn't. I'm very excited. It was a $20 thing, and it's totally worth it. Nice. So that's that. Tony Blaze Serrano, we're going to be putting that on. uh, We'll put that on the feed so that you can uh, see what our recommendations are on the website. There you um, go, that sir. Was a, that was a request from Tony. So please get in touch with us, guys. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, go to our Facebook page. Like us there. We're also at the Bald Move Facebook page. Um, send us an email, personalarrogance at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. When you talk to us, we put it on the show. This is really your show, guys. Uh, we're just here to gab about what you tell us to gab about. Um, and please, guys, give us a call. 360-362-0024. Uh, Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We got tons of voicemails this week, and we couldn't be happier. In fact, we have one more left. We're going to be playing it during the end credits. Um, This is a guy who's called us before, uh, and apparently he really took it to heart last week when we said, just put us in your phone as drunk dial. Um, So we're going to play that during the credits. But until that happens, we'd like to remind you that wherever you go. Whatever you do. Please stay. Stay. Hey, Eric and Jesse, this is your mystery pal, Rob Zip in Houston, Texas. I called a few weeks ago, and um, yes, I was so drunk off my ass, just in case you were wondering. Um, I talked about so much stuff, I just rambled on and on. I'm not quite drunk today, but I'm still a little drunk. So I decided to give you calls. I decided to give you guys a call again. Anyway, um, yeah, stay off my back.